AWS Exam Recordings, Solutions Architect Associates Exam SAAC3. In this lesson, we will cover questions you should know before taking the exam. Let's begin. First, a company is planning to upload a large quantity of sensitive data to Amazon S3. The company's security department require that the data is encrypted before it is uploaded. Which option meets these requirements? Answer use client-side encryption with a master key stored in AWS KMS. The requirement is that the objects must be encrypted before they are uploaded. To encrypt data before uploading to S3, you can either use a customer master key stored in AWS Key Management Service, AWS KMS, or use a master key that you store within your application. Next, an application has been migrated from on-premises to an Amazon EC2 instance. The migration has failed due to an unknown dependency that the application must communicate with an on-premises server using private IP addresses. Which action should a solutions architect take to quickly provision the necessary connectivity? Answer configure a virtual private gateway. A virtual private gateway is a logical, fully redundant distributed edge routing function that sits at the edge of your VPC. You must create a VPG in your VPC before you can establish an AWS managed site-to-site VPN connection. The other end of the connection is the customer gateway, which must be established on the customer side of the connection. Next. An organization is planning their disaster recovery solution. They plan to run a scaled-down version of a fully functional environment. In a DR situation, the recovery time must be minimized. Which DR strategy should a solutions architect recommend? Answer warm standby. The term warm standby is used to describe a DR scenario in which a scaled-down version of a fully functional environment is always running in the cloud. A warm standby solution extends the pilot light elements in preparation. It further decreases the recovery time because some services are always running. By identifying your business critical systems, you can fully duplicate these systems on AWS and have them always on. Next, a data analytics company is hosting a data lake which consists of data in Amazon S3 and Amazon RDS for Postgres SQL. The company needs a reporting solution that provides data visualization for the latest data set and includes all the data sources within the data lake. Only the company's management team should have full access to all the visualizations. The rest of the company should have only limited access. Which solution will meet these requirements? Answer create an AWS glue table and crawler for the data in Amazon S3. Use Amazon Athena Federated Query to access data within Amazon RDS for Postgres SQL. Generate reports by using Amazon Athena. Publish the reports to Amazon S3. Use S3 bucket policies to limit access to the reports. Next, a company wants to improve its ability to clone large amounts of production data into a test environment in the same AWS region. The data is stored in Amazon EC2 instances on Amazon Elastic Block Store Amazon EBS volumes. Modifications to the clone data must not affect the production environment. The software that accesses this data requires consistently high ISLASHO performance. A solutions architect needs to minimize the time that is required to clone the production data into the test environment. Which solution will meet these requirements? Answer take EBS snapshots of the production EBS volumes. Turn on the EBS fast snapshot restore feature on the EBS snapshots. Restore the snapshots into new EBS volumes. Attach the new EBS volumes to EC2 instances in the test environment. Amazon EBS Fast Snapshot Restore FSR enables you to create a volume from a snapshot that is fully initialized at creation. 
This eliminates the latency of I-slash-O operations on a block when it is accessed for the first time. Volumes that are created using Fast Snapshot Restore instantly deliver all their provision performance. Next, the company has multiple AWS accounts for several environments, prod, dev, test, etc. The solutions architect would like to copy an Amazon EBS snapshot from DV to prod. The snapshot is from an EBS volume that was encrypted with a custom key. What steps must be performed to share the encrypted EBS snapshot with the prod account? Select 2. Answer 1. Modify the permissions on the encrypted snapshot to share it with the prod account, and 2. Share the custom key used to encrypt the volume. When an EBS volume is encrypted with a custom key, you must share the custom key with the prod account. You also need to modify the permissions on the snapshot to share it with the prod account. The prod account must copy the snapshot before they can then create volumes from the snapshot. Note that you cannot share encrypted volumes created using a default CMK key and you cannot change the CMK key that is used to encrypt a volume. Next, the company stores its application logs in an Amazon CloudWatch Logs log group. A new policy requires the company to store all application logs in Amazon Open Search Service, Amazon Elasticsearch Service in real time. Which solution will meet this requirement with the least operational overhead? Answer configure a CloudWatch log subscription to stream the logs to Amazon Open Search Service, Amazon Elasticsearch Service. You can configure a CloudWatch logs log group to stream data it receives to your Amazon Open Search Service cluster in near real time through a CloudWatch log subscription. This is the solution that requires the least operational overhead. Subscription filters can also be created for Kinesis, Kinesis Data Firehose, and AWS Lambda. Next. A large manufacturing company is migrating many of its on-premises applications to AWS. The applications are staged in many different AWS accounts under a payer account using AWS organizations. The company's security team needs to enable a single sign-on SSO solution across all the company's accounts, and this must be integrated with the company's existing Active Directory setup. Which solution will meet these requirements? Answer Enable AWS IAM Identity Center Successor to AWS SSO. Create a two-way forest trust to connect the company's self-managed Microsoft Active Directory with AWS SSO by using AWS Directory Service for Microsoft Active Directory. AWS IAM Identity Center Successor to AWS Single Sign-On requires a two-way trust so that it has permissions to read user and group information from your domain to synchronize user and group metadata. IAM Identity Center uses this metadata when assigning access to permissions sets or applications. User and group metadata is also used by applications for collaboration, like when you share a dashboard with another user or group. The trust from AWS Directory Service for Microsoft Active Directory to your domain permits IAM Identity Center to trust your domain for authentication. The trust in the opposite direction grants AWS permissions to read user and group metadata. Next. A finance organization has bootstrapped a golden image for their in-house application, and the resultant AMI is to be shared across various AWS accounts as a base image. This image is to be used across many applications. The company needs to design an application that captures AWS API calls and sends alerts whenever the Amazon eCTO create image API operation is called within the company's account. Answer create an Amazon event bridge rule for the create image API call. Configure the target as an Amazon SNS topic to send an alert when a create image API call is detected. 
You can create an Amazon event bridge rule that triggers an action by an AWS service that does not emit events. In this case, you can base the rule on API calls made by AWS CloudTrail. The rule can trigger when the Amazon eSQL create image API is called. The rule can then trigger another service or action. Next, a company provides a voice over internet protocol OIP service that uses UDP as the protocol. The service utilizes Amazon eSQL instances that are scaled automatically using an auto-scaling group. The company currently uses multiple AWS regions for its AWS deployments. The company needs to route users to the appropriate region based on the lowest latency. The company also needs automated failover between regions. Which solution will meet these requirements? Answer set up a network load balancer NLB and an associated target group. Assign the target group with the auto scaling group. In each region, use the NLB as an AWS global accelerator endpoint. For UDP traffic, the solution must use a network load balancer as ALBs do not support UDP. The solution also requires both latency-based routing and automated failover. AWS Global Accelerator can be used to achieve both these requirements. It will direct users to the lowest latency endpoint, and if an endpoint becomes unhealthy, it automatically reroutes to the next best endpoint. Next, as a security measure, a finance-based organization want to introduce additional security measures for an existing application deployed in AWS. The application is serverless and has an Amazon API gateway in front which is deployed in the SES1 region and the US1 region. The company requires the accounts to be secured against SQL injection and cross-site scripting attacks. Which solution will meet these requirements with the least amount of administrative effort? Solution AWS Firewall Manager simplifies your administration and maintenance tasks across multiple accounts and resources for a variety of protections, including AWS WAF, AWS Shield Advanced, Amazon VPC Security Groups, AWS Network Firewall, and Amazon Route 53 Resolver DNS Firewall. With Firewall Manager, you set up your protections just once and the service automatically applies them across your accounts and resources even as you add new accounts and resources. AWS WAF is used for protecting against malicious web attacks and is the best service to protect against SQL injection and cross-site scripting attacks. Used in combination with AWS Firewall Manager, the solution protects both regions and requires the least administrative effort. Next, a company runs an application on-premises that must consume a REST API running on Amazon API Gateway. The company has an AWS Direct Connect connection to their Amazon VPC. The solution's architect wants all API calls to use private addressing only and avoid the internet. How can this be achieved? Solution the requirements are to avoid the internet and use private IP addresses only. The best solution is to use a private virtual interface across the direct connect connection to connect to the VPC using private IP addresses. A VPC endpoint for Amazon API Gateway can be created and this will provide access to API Gateway using private IP addresses and avoids the internet completely. Next. A customer runs an application on-premises that stores large media files. The data is mounted to different servers using either the SMB or NFS protocols. The customer is having issues with scaling the storage infrastructure on-premises and is looking for a way to offload the data set into the cloud whilst retaining a local cache for frequently accessed content. Solution File Gateway provides a virtual on-premises file server, which enables you to store and retrieve files as objects in Amazon S3.
It can be used for on-premises applications and for Amazon eSQL resident applications that need file storage in S3 for object-based workloads. Used for flat files only, stored directly on S3, File Gateway offers SMB or NFS-based access to data in Amazon S3 with local caching. Next, a retail organization is building an e-commerce application on AWS. The application sends information about new orders to a REST API hosted on Amazon API Gateway to process. The company needs the orders to be processed in the order that they are received. Solution Amazon's Simple Queue Service SQS is a fully managed message queuing service that enables you to decouple and scale microservices, distributed systems, and serverless applications. Based on the application requirements of having the orders processed in the order that they are received, you could use a FIFO queue which offers high throughput exactly once processing and first-in-first-out delivery. Next, a financial services company is currently using 500 Amazon eSQL instances to run batch processing workloads to analyze financial information on a periodic basis. The organization needs to install a third-party tool on all these instances as quickly and as efficiently as possible and will have to carry out similar tasks on an ongoing basis going forward. The solution also needs to scale for the addition of future eSQL instances. Solution AWS Systems Manager Run Command is designed to run commands across a large group of instances without having to SSH into all your instances and run the same command multiple times. You can easily run the same command to all the managed nodes as part of the workload without having to maintain access keys or individual access for each instance. Next, a law firm has recently productionized a three-tier web application that is deployed on AWS. The web servers are deployed in a public subnet in a VPC. The application servers and database servers are deployed in private subnets in the same VPC. The company has deployed a third-party virtual firewall appliance from the AWS Marketplace in an inspection VPC. The appliance is configured with an IP interface that can accept IP packets. A solutions architect needs to integrate the web application with the appliance to inspect all traffic to the application before the traffic reaches the web server. Which solution will meet these requirements with the least operational overhead? Answer Deploy a Gateway Load Balancer in the Inspection VPC. Create a gateway load balancer and point to receive the incoming packets and forward the packets to the appliance. Gateway load balancers enable you to deploy, scale, and manage virtual appliances such as firewalls, intrusion detection and prevention systems, and deep packet inspection systems. It combines a transparent network gateway that is a single entry and exit point for all traffic and distributes traffic while scaling your virtual appliances with the demand. Next. An e-commerce website uses Amazon eSQL instance stores for storing session data. The company want to make sure that this data is highly available and that the information is stored durably. Solution Amazon DynamoDB is a NoSQL database and is ideal for storing session data. The data will be both highly available and durable and can be stored persistently. DynamoDB also offers time-to-live TTL attributes that can be used to automatically expire items from the table after specified time periods. Next, a company observed an increase in Amazon eSQL costs in its most recent bill. The billing team noticed unwanted vertical scaling of instance types for a couple of eSQL instances. A solutions architect needs to create a graph comparing the last two months of eSQL costs and perform an in-depth analysis to identify the root cause of the vertical scaling. 
Solution AWS Cost Explorer would be the easiest way to graph this data. Cost Explorer can be accessed easily and has features for filtering billing data and graphing across relevant time periods. Next, a solutions architect must enable an application to download software updates from the internet. The application runs on a series of eCPO instances in an auto-scaling group running in a private subnet. The solution must involve minimal ongoing systems management effort. How should the solutions architect proceed? Solution both an NAT gateway or an NAT instance can be used for this use case. Both services enable internet access for instances in private subnets. However, the NAT instance runs on an eCTWO instance you must launch, configure, and manage and therefore involves more ongoing systems management effort. Next, a company uses several Windows servers as the operating system of choice for all their application servers hosted in their data center. The company wants to move some file servers into the cloud and keep some in their data center mounted to the same file system. The company also wants to maintain extremely low latency access to their on-premises data center across a private network. The company has an AWS Direct Connect connection set up in the ASIS-1 region. What should a solutions architect do to meet these requirements? Answer install an SMB client onto the on-premises servers and mount an Amazon FSx file system to the servers. Mount the same file system to the ec instances within the Amazon VPC. Use the existing Direct Connect connection to connect the on-premises data center to the Amazon VPC. The current AWS Direct Connect connection will provide the ability to share a file system between on-premises servers and Amazon ec instances in the AWS cloud. Direct Connect provides low-latency access to their on-premises data center, and the company's use of Windows file servers necessitates the use of an SMB-based Amazon FSx file system. Next, a law firm has recently moved an on-premises multi-tier web application to AWS. Currently, the web application is based on a containerized solution and is running inside Linux-based eSQL instances which connect to a Postgres SQL database hosted on separate but dedicated eSQL instances. The company wishes to optimize operational efficiency and performance. What solution should the architect recommend? Solution first, migrate the web application to be hosted on AWS Fargate with Amazon Elastic Container Service Amazon ECS. Amazon ECS is a fully managed container orchestration service that makes it easy for you to deploy, manage, and scale containerized applications. This is a better hosting solution for a containerized solution rather than managing the underlying container platform yourself. In the case of Fargate, the solution is serverless, so it massively reduces operational overhead. Second, migrate the Postgres SQL database to Amazon Aurora. Amazon Aurora Aurora is a fully managed relational database engine that's compatible with MySQL and Postgres SQL. You already know how MySQL and Postgres SQL combine the speed and reliability of high-end commercial databases with the simplicity and cost-effectiveness of open-source databases. The code, tools, and applications you use today with your existing MySQL and Postgres SQL databases can be used with Aurora. With some workloads, Aurora can deliver up to five times the throughput of MySQL and up to three times the throughput of Postgres SQL without requiring changes to most of your existing applications. Next, there has been an increase in traffic to an application that writes data to an Amazon DynamoDB database. Thousands of random tables reads occur per second and low latency is required. What can a solutions architect do to improve? 
performance for the reads without negatively impacting the rest of the application. Solution DX is a DynamoDB compatible caching service that enables you to benefit from fast in-memory performance for demanding applications. Next, an organization is planning their disaster recovery solution. They plan to run a scaled-down version of a fully functional environment. In a DR situation, the recovery time must be minimized. Which DR strategy should a solutions architect recommend? Answer warm standby. The term warm standby is used to describe a DR scenario in which a scaled-down version of a fully functional environment is always running in the cloud. A warm standby solution extends the pilot light elements in preparation. It further decreases the recovery time because some services are always running. By identifying your business critical systems, you can fully duplicate these systems on AWS and have them always on. Next, to trace a recent production incident, a product manager needs to view logs in the Amazon CloudWatch logs. These logs are linked to events over the course of a week and may be needed in the future if incidents occur again. The product manager doesn't have administrative access to the AWS account as it is managed by a third-party management company. Solutions share the dashboard from the CloudWatch console. Enter the client's email address and complete the sharing steps. Provide a shareable link for the dashboard to the product manager. Next, an application is used by a large bank to ingest incoming messages. The messages are then quickly consumed by dozens of other applications and microservices. The number of messages can increase suddenly from a few messages per second up to 120,000 messages per second. In response to several recent outages and failures, the company wants to decouple this application's architecture and solution to ensure scalability. Solution Amazon SNS can be used in this situation in a fanout architecture where messages are sent to the SNS topic and then forwarded to multiple SQS queues that are subscribed to the topic. The messages can then be processed by different consumer applications from these queues. Next, a company needs to ensure that they can fail over between AWS regions in the event of a disaster seamlessly with minimal downtime and data loss. The applications will run in an active-active configuration. Which DR strategy should a solutions architect recommend? Answer multi-site. A multi-site solution runs on AWS as well as on your existing on-site infrastructure in an active-active configuration. The data replication method that you employ will be determined by the recovery point that you choose. This is either recovery time objective the maximum allowable downtime before degraded operations are restored or recovery point objective the maximum allowable time window whereby you will accept the loss of transactions during the DR process. Next. A solutions architect manages multiple Amazon RDS MySQL databases. To improve security, the solutions architect wants to enable secure user access with short-lived credentials. How can these requirements be met? Solution use the MySQL AWS authentication plugin, which is an AWS-provided plugin that works seamlessly with IAM to authenticate your IAM MySQL users. Next. A telemarketing company has developed customer call center functionality on AWS. The company plans to enhance the current application by enabling support for multiple speaker recognition and transcript generation. They also want to query the transcript files to analyze business patterns. Solution Amazon Transcribe converts audio input into text, which opens the door for various text analytics applications on voice input. For instance, by using Amazon Comprehend on the converted text data from Amazon Transcribe, customers can perform sentiment analysis or extract entities and key phrases. 
Amazon Athena is an interactive query service that makes it easy to analyze data in Amazon S3 using standard SQL. Athena is serverless, so there is no infrastructure to manage, and you pay only for the queries that you run. Next, a solutions architect in a large finance organization must restrict access for a specific S3 bucket to only users and accounts within the organization and AWS organizations. This is due to the confidentiality of project reports data. Which solution meets these requirements with the least amount of operational overhead? Answer at the OZ principal org ID global condition key with a reference to the organization ID to the S3 bucket policy. Next, a social media application is creating new functionality that will convert uploaded images to smaller thumbnail images. When a user uploads an image through the web interface, the application should store the image in an Amazon S3 bucket, process and compress the image with an AWS Lambda function and store the image in its compressed form in a different S3 bucket. The solution architect must develop a stateless, durable solution to process images automatically upon upload, which combination of actions will meet these requirements. Answer first, create an Amazon SQS queue. Configure an event notification to add a message to the SQS queue when an image is uploaded to the S3 bucket. Second, configure the Lambda function to use the Amazon SQS queue as the event source. The Lambda function will resize the image and store it in a separate S3 bucket. Next, a company has several AWS accounts, each with multiple Amazon VPCs. The company must establish routing between all private subnets. The architecture should be simple and allow transitive routing to occur. How should the network connectivity be configured? Solution you can build a hub and spoke topology with AWS Transit Gateway that supports transitive routing. This simplifies the network topology and adds additional features over VPC peering. AWS Resource Access Manager can be used to share the connection with the other AWS accounts. Next. An application is running in a private submit of an Amazon VPC and must have outbound internet access for downloading updates. The solutions architect does not want the application exposed to inbound connection attempts. Which steps should be taken? Solution to enable outbound connectivity for instances in private submits the NAT gateway can be created. The NAT gateway is created in a public submit and a route must be created in the private submit pointing to the NAT gateway for internet-bound traffic. An internet gateway must be attached to the VPC to facilitate outbound connections. Next, a company has an e-commerce application that runs from multiple AWS regions. Each region has a separate database running on Amazon ec instances. The company plans to consolidate the data to a columnar database and run analytics queries. Which approach should the company take? Solution Amazon Redshift is an enterprise-level, petabyte-scale, fully-managed data warehousing service. It uses columnar storage to improve the performance of complex queries. You can use the copy command to load data in parallel from one or more remote hosts, such Amazon ec instances or other computers. Copy connects to the remote hosts using SSH and executes commands on the remote hosts to generate text output. Next. A company are finalizing their disaster recovery plan. A limited set of course services will be replicated to the DR site ready to seamlessly take over the in the event of a disaster. All other services will be switched off. Which DR strategy is the company using? Answer pilot light. In this DR approach, you simply replicate part of your IT structure for a limited set of core services so that the AWS cloud environment seamlessly takes over in the event of a disaster.
A small part of your infrastructure is always running simultaneously syncing mutable data as databases or documents, while other parts of your infrastructure are switched off and used only during testing. Unlike a backup and recovery approach, you must ensure that your most critical core elements are already configured and running in AWS the pilot-like. When the time comes for recovery, you can rapidly provision a full-scale production environment around the critical core. Next. A solutions architect is creating an AWS CloudFormation template that will provision a new ec instance and new EBS volume. What must be specified to associate the block store with the instance? Answer both the ec logical ID and the EBS logical ID. The logical ID is used to reference the resource and parts of the template. For example, if you want to map an Amazon Elastic Block Store volume to an Amazon ec instance, you reference the logical ID to associate the block stores with the instance. In addition to the logical ID, certain resources also have a physical ID, which is the actual assigned name for that resource, such as an ec instance ID or an S3 bucket name. Use the physical ID to identify resources outside of AWS CloudFormation templates, but only after the resources have been created. Think of logical ID as being used to reference resources within the template and physical ID being used to identify resources outside of AWS CloudFormation templates after they have been created. Next, the systems administrators in the company currently use Chef for configuration management of on-premise servers, which AWS service can a solutions architect use that will provide a fully managed configuration management service that will enable the use of existing Chef cookbooks. Answer OpsWorks for Chef Automate. AWS OpsWorks is a configuration management service that provides managed instances of Chef and Puppet. AWS OpsWorks for Chef Automate is a fully managed configuration management service that hosts Chef Automate, a suite of automation tools from Chef for configuration management, compliance and security, and continuous deployment. OpsWorks for Chef Automate is completely compatible with tooling and cookbooks from the Chef community and automatically registers new nodes with your Chef server. Next, an event in CloudTrail is the record of an activity in an AWS account. What are the two types of events that can be logged in CloudTrail? Select two. Answer one. Management events, which are also known as control plane operations, and two. Data events, which are also known as data plane operations. Data events, these events provide insight into the resource operations performed on or within a resource. These are also known as data plane operations. Management events, management events provide insight into management operations that are performed on resources in your AWS account. These are also known as control plane operations. Management events can also include non-API events that occur in your account. Next. A solutions architect regularly deploys and manages infrastructure services for customers on AWS. The SysOps team are facing challenges in tracking changes that are made to the infrastructure services and rolling back when problems occur. How can a solutions architect best assist the SysOps team? Answer use CloudFormation templates to deploy and manage the infrastructure services. When you provision your infrastructure with AWS CloudFormation, the AWS CloudFormation template describes exactly what resources are provisioned and their settings. Because these templates are text files, you simply track differences in your templates to track changes to your infrastructure, similar to the way developers control revisions to source code. For example, you can use a version control system with your templates so that you know exactly what changes were made, who made them, and when. If at any point you need to reverse changes to your infrastructure, 
you can use a previous version of your template. Next, the Solutions Architect has deployed a number of AWS resources using CloudFormation. Some changes must be made to a couple of resources within the stack. Due to recent failed updates, the Solutions Architect is a little concerned about the effects that implementing updates to the resources might have on other resources in the stack. What is the easiest way to proceed cautiously? Answer create and execute a change set. AWS CloudFormation provides two methods for updating stacks, direct update or creating and executing change sets. When you directly update a stack, you submit changes and AWS CloudFormation immediately deploys them. Use direct updates when you want to quickly deploy your updates. With change sets, you can preview the changes AWS CloudFormation will make to your stack and then decide whether to apply those changes. Next, a manager is concerned that the default service limits may soon be reached for several AWS services. Which AWS tool can a solutions architect use to display current usage and limits? Answer AWS Trusted Advisor. Trusted Advisor is an online resource to help you reduce costs, increase performance, and improve security by optimizing your AWS environment. Trusted Advisor provides real-time guidance to help you provision your resources following AWS best practices. AWS Trusted Advisor offers a service limits check in the performance category that displays your usage and limits for some aspects of some services. Next, developers regularly create and update CloudFormation stacks using API calls. For security reasons, you need to ensure that users are restricted to a specified template. How can this be achieved? Answer create an IAM policy with a condition, template URL parameter. The CloudFormation template URL lets you specify where the CloudFormation template for a stack action, such as create or update, resides and enforce that it be used. Next, a solutions architect has created an AWS organization with several AWS accounts. Security policy requires that the use of specific API actions are limited across all accounts. The Solutions Architect requires a method of centrally controlling these actions. What is the simplest method of achieving the requirements? Answer create a service control policy in the root organizational unit to deny access to the services or actions. Service control policies SCPS offer central control over the maximum available permissions for all accounts in your organization, allowing you to ensure your accounts stay within your organization's access control guidelines. Next. A security officer requires that access to company financial reports is logged. The reports are stored in an Amazon S3 bucket. Additionally, any modifications to the log files must be detected. Which action should a solutions architect take? Answer use AWS CloudTrail to create a new trail. Configure the trail to log read and write data events on the S3 bucket that houses the reports. Log these events to a new bucket and enable log file validation. Amazon CloudTrail can be used to log activity on reports. The key difference between the two answers that include CloudTrail is that one references data events whereas the other references management events. Data events provide visibility into the resource operations performed on or within a resource. These are also known as data plane operations. Data events are often high volume activities. Next, an AWS organization has an OU with multiple member accounts in it. The company needs to restrict the ability to launch only specific Amazon ec instance types. How can this policy be applied across the accounts with the least effort? Answer create an SCP with a deny rule that denies all but the specific instance types. 
To apply the restrictions across multiple member accounts, you must use a service control policy SCP in the AWS organization. The way you would do this is to create a deny rule that applies to anything that does not equal the specific instance type you want to allow. Next, a company plans to provide developers with individual AWS accounts. The company will use AWS organizations to provision the accounts. A solutions architect must implement secure auditing using AWS CloudTrail so that all events from all AWS accounts are logged. The developers must not be able to use rootable permissions to alter the AWS CloudTrail configuration in any way or access the log files in the S3 bucket. The auditing solution and security controls must automatically apply to all new developer accounts that are created. Which action should the solutions architect take? Answer create a new trail in CloudTrail from within the management account with the organization trails option enabled. You can create a CloudTrail trail in the management account with the organization trails option enabled and this will create the trail in all AWS accounts within the organization. Member accounts can see the organization trail but can't modify or delete it. By default, member accounts don't have access to the log files for the organization trail in the Amazon S3 bucket. Next, a financial institution with many departments wants to migrate to the AWS cloud from their data center. Each department should have their own established AWS accounts with pre-configured, limited access to authorized services based on each team's needs by the principle of least privilege. What actions should be taken to ensure compliance with these security requirements? Answer deploy a landing zone within AWS control tower. Allow department administrators to use the landing zone to create new member accounts and networking. Grant the department's AWS power user permissions on the created accounts. AWS Control Tower automates the setup of a new landing zone using best practices blueprints for identity, federated access, and account structure. The account factory automates provisioning of new accounts in your organization. As a configurable account template, it helps you standardize the provisioning of new accounts with pre-proved account configurations. You can configure your account factory with pre-proved network configuration and region selections. Next. The website for a new application received around 50,000 requests each second and the company wants to use multiple applications to analyze the navigation patterns of the users on their website so they can personalize the user experience. What can a solutions architect use to collect page clicks for the website and process them sequentially for each user? Answer Amazon Kinesis Streams. This is a good use case for Amazon Kinesis Streams as it is able to scale to the required load, allow multiple applications to access the records and process them sequentially. Amazon Kinesis Data Streams enables real-time processing of streaming big data. It provides ordering of records as well as the ability to read and slash or replay records in the same order to multiple Amazon Kinesis applications. Amazon Kinesis Streams allows up to 1 MB of data per second or 1,000 records per second for writes per shard. There is no limit on the number of shards so you can easily scale Kinesis Streams to accept 50,000 per second. The Amazon Kinesis Client Library KCL delivers all records for a given partition key to the same record processor, making it easier to build multiple applications reading from the same Amazon Kinesis data stream. Next. The data scientists in your company are looking for a service that can process and analyze real-time streaming data. They would like to use standard SQL queries to query the streaming data. 
Which combination of AWS services would deliver these requirements? Answer Kinesis Data Streams and Kinesis Data Analytics. Kinesis Data Streams enables you to build custom applications that process or analyze streaming data for specialized needs. Amazon Kinesis Data Analytics is the easiest way to process and analyze real-time streaming data. Kinesis Data Analytics can use standard SQL queries to process. Kinesis data streams and can ingest data from Kinesis streams and Kinesis Firehose. Next, your business intelligence team uses SQL tools to analyze data. What would be the best solution for performing queries on structured data that is being received at a high velocity? Answer Kinesis Firehose with Redshift. Kinesis Data Firehose is the easiest way to load streaming data into data stores and analytics tools. Firehose destinations include Amazon S3, Amazon Redshift, Amazon Elasticsearch Service, and Splunk. Amazon Redshift is a fast, fully managed data warehouse that makes it simple and cost-effective to analyze all your data using standard SQL and existing business intelligence BI tools. RDS is a transactional database and is not a supported Kinesis Firehose destination. Next. A solutions architect is designing a solution for a financial application that will receive trading data in large volumes. What is the best solution for ingesting and processing a very large number of data streams in near real time? Answer Amazon Kinesis Data Streams. Kinesis Data Streams enables you to build custom applications that process or analyze streaming data for specialized needs. It enables real-time processing of streaming big data and can be used for rapidly moving data off data producers and then continuously processing the data. Kinesis Data Stream stores data for later processing by applications key difference with Firehose which delivers data directly to AWS services. Next, a Kinesis consumer application is reading at a slower rate than expected. It has been identified that multiple consumer applications have total reads exceeding the Prashard limits. How can this situation be resolved? Answer increase the number of shards in the Kinesis data stream. One shard provides a capacity of 1 MB slash sec data input and 2 MB slash sec data output. One shard can support up to 1,000 input records per second. The total capacity of the stream is the sum of the capacities of its shards. In a case where multiple consumer applications have total reads exceeding the per shard limits, you need to increase the number of shards in the Kinesis data stream. Next. A large online retail company manages and runs an online e-commerce web application on AWS. This application serves hundreds of thousands of concurrent users during their peak operating hours, and as a result the company needs a highly scalable, near-real-time solution to share the order details with several other internal applications for order processing. Some additional processing to remove sensitive data also needs to occur before being stored in a document database for low-latency retrieval. What should a solutions architect recommend to meet these requirements? Answer stream the transactions data into Amazon Kinesis data streams. Use AWS Lambda integration to remove sensitive data from every transaction and then store the transactions data in Amazon DynamoDB. Other applications can consume the transactions data off the Kinesis data stream. Amazon Kinesis Data Streams is a serverless streaming data service that makes it easy to capture, process, and store data streams at any scale. When connected to Amazon DynamoDB as an output, the customer can scale to hundreds of thousands of concurrent users during their peak operating hours. KDS stores records for 24 hours by default so other applications can read the data. Next. 
An application runs on two eCPO instances and private submits split between two AZs. The application needs to connect to a CRM SAS application running on the internet. The vendor of the SAS application restricts authentication to a white list of source IP addresses and only two IP addresses can be configured per customer. What is the most appropriate and cost-effective solution to enable authentication to the SAS application? Answer configure NAT gateway for each AZ with an elastic IP address. In this scenario, you need to connect the eSQL instances to the SAS application with a source address of one of two whitelisted public IP addresses to ensure authentication works. A NAT gateway is created in a specific AZ and can have a single elastic IP address associated with it. NAT gateways are deployed in public subnets, and the route tables of the private subnets where the eSQL instances reside are configured to forward internet-bound traffic to the NAT gateway. You do pay for using a NAT gateway based on hourly usage and data processing. However, this is still a cost-effective solution. Next, the company you work for is currently transitioning their infrastructure and applications into the AWS cloud. You are planning to deploy an Elastic Load Balancer ELB that distributes traffic for a web application running on eSQL instances. You still have some application servers running on-premise and you would like to distribute application traffic across both your AWS and on-premises resources. How can this be achieved? Answer provision a direct connect connection between your on-premises location and AWS and create a target group on an ALB to use IP-based targets for both your eSQL instances and on-premises servers. The ALB and NLB supports IP addresses as targets as well as instance ID as targets. When you create a target group, you specify its target type, which determines how you specify its targets. After you create a target group, you cannot change its target type. Using IP addresses as targets allows load balancing any application hosted in AWS or on-premises using IP addresses of the application backends as targets. You must have a VPN or direct connect connection to enable this configuration to work. Next, a mobile client requires data from several application layer services to populate its user interface. What can the application team use to decouple the client interface from the underlying services behind them? Answer Amazon API Gateway. Amazon API Gateway decouples the client application from the backend application layer services by providing a single endpoint for API requests. Next, a customer runs an API on their website that receives around 1,000 requests each day and has an average response time of 50 ms. It is currently hosted on a single C4, large eSQL instance. How can high availability be added to the architecture at the lowest cost? Answer recreate the API using API Gateway and use AWS Lambda as the service backend. The API does not receive a high volume of traffic or require extremely low latency. It would not be cost efficient to use multiple eSQL instances and elastic load balancers. Instead, the best course of action would be to recreate the API using API Gateway, which will allow the customer to only pay for what they use. AWS Lambda can likewise be used for the backend processing, reducing costs by utilizing a pay-for-what-you-use serverless service. Next, you have implemented API Gateway and enabled a cache for a specific stage. How can you control the cache to enhance performance and reduce load on backend services? 
Answer using time to live TTL settings. You can enable API caching in Amazon API Gateway to cache your endpoints responses. With caching, you can reduce the number of calls made to your endpoint and improve the latency of requests to your API. When you enable caching for a stage, API Gateway caches responses from your endpoint for a specified time to live TTL period in seconds. API Gateway then responds to the request by looking up the endpoint response from the cache instead of making a request to your endpoint. The default TTL value for API caching is 300 seconds. The maximum TTL value is 3,600 seconds. TTL equals zero means caching is disabled. Next. You have created an application in a VPC that uses a network load balancer NLB. The application will be offered in a service provider model for AWS principles and other accounts within the region to consume. Based on this model, what AWS service will be used to offer the service for consumption? Answer VPC endpoint services using AWS private link. An interface endpoint uses AWS Private Link and is an elastic network interface ENI with a private IP address that serves as an entry point for traffic destined to a supported service. Using Private Link, you can connect your VPC to supported AWS services, services hosted by other AWS accounts, VPC endpoint services, and supported AWS Marketplace partner services. Next. A solutions architect is designing a static website that will use the zone apex of a DNS domain, e.g., example, com. The architect wants to use the Amazon Route 53 service. Which steps should the architect take to implement a scalable and cost-effective solution? Select 2. Answer 1. Create a Route 53 hosted zone and set the NS records of the domain to use Route 53 named servers in 2. Serve the website from an Amazon S3 bucket and map a Route 53 alias record to the website endpoint. To use Route 53 for an existing domain, the architect needs to change the NS records to point to the Amazon Route 53 name servers. This will direct name resolution to Route 53 for the domain name. The most cost-effective solution for hosting the website will be to use an Amazon S3 bucket. To do this, you create a bucket using the same name as the domain name e.g. Example common use a Route 53 alias record to map to it. Next, you are planning to deploy several EC2 instances in your VPC. These EC2 instances will be deployed across several subnets and multiple AZs. What AWS feature can act as an instance-level firewall to control traffic between your EC2 instances. Answer Security Group. A security group acts as a virtual firewall for your instance to control inbound and outbound traffic. When you launch an instance in a VPC, you can assign up to five security groups to the instance. Security groups act at the instance level, not the subnet level. Therefore, each instance in a subnet in your VPC can be assigned to a different set of security groups. Next, an Amazon VPC has been deployed with private and public subnets. A MySQL database server running on an Amazon ec instance will soon be launched. According to AWS best practice, which subnet should the database server be launched into? Answer the private subnet. AWS best practice is to deploy databases into private subnets wherever possible. You can then deploy your web frontends into public subnets and configure these or an additional application tier to write data to the database. Next, a solutions architect is designing a web-facing application. The application will run on Amazon EC2 instances behind elastic load balancers in multiple regions in an active-slash-passive configuration. The website address the application runs on as example.com. 
AWS Route 53 will be used to perform DNS resolution for the application. How should the solutions architect configure AWS Route 53 in a scenario based on AWS best practices? Answer connect the ELBs using alias records and use a failover routing policy. The failover routing policy is used for active-slash-passive configurations. Alias records can be used to map the domain Apex example, COM to the elastic load balancers. Failover routing lets you route traffic to a resource when the resource is healthy or to a different resource when the first resource is unhealthy. The primary and secondary records can route traffic to anything from an Amazon S3 bucket that is configured as a website to a complex tree of records. Next. A website uses web servers behind an internet-facing elastic load balancer. What record set should be created to point the customer's DNS zone Apex record at the ELB? Answer create in a record that is an alias and select the ELB DNS as a target. An alias record can be used for resolving Apex or naked domain names e.g. example, com. You can create in a record that is an alias that uses the customer's website zone Apex domain name and map it to the ELB DNS name. Next, a solutions architect is writing some code that uses an AWS Lambda function and would like to enable the function to connect to an Amazon ElastiCache cluster within an Amazon VPC in the same AWS account. What VPC-specific information must be included in the function to enable this configuration? Answer VPC Submit ID and VPC Security Group ID. To enable your Lambda function to access resources inside your private VPC, you must provide additional VPC-specific configuration information that includes VPC Submit ID and Security Group ID. AWS Lambda uses this information to set up elastic network interfaces and ease that enable your function. Next, a company is deploying a big data and analytics workload. The analytics will be run from a fleet of thousands of eSQL instances across multiple AZs. Data needs to be stored on a shared storage layer that can be mounted and accessed concurrently by all eSQL instances. Latency is not a concern, however, extremely high throughput is required. What storage layer would be most suitable for this requirement? Answer Amazon EFS and Max I show mode. Amazon EFS file systems in the max I slash O mode can scale to higher levels of aggregate throughput and operations per second with a trade-off of slightly higher latencies for file operations. You can also mount EFS file systems to up to thousands of eSQL instances across multiple AZs. Next, your company is opening a new office in the Asia-Pacific region. Users in the new office will need to read data from an RDS database that is hosted in the U.S. To improve performance, you are planning to implement a read replica of the database in the Asia-Pacific region. However, your chief security officer CSO has explained to you that the company policy dictates that all data that leaves the U.S. must be encrypted at rest. The master RDS DB is not currently encrypted. What options are available to you? Select 2. Answer 1. You can create an encrypted read replica that is encrypted with a different key. 2. You can enable encryption for the master DB by creating a new DB from a snapshot with encryption enabled. You can encrypt your Amazon RDS instances and snapshots at rest by enabling the encryption option for your Amazon RDS DB instance when you create it. However, you cannot encrypt an existing DB, you need to create a snapshot, copy it, encrypt the copy, then build an encrypted DB from the snapshot. Data that is encrypted at rest includes the underlying storage for a DB instance, its automated backups, read replicas, and snapshots. 
A read replica of an Amazon RDS encrypted instance is also encrypted using the same key as the master instance when both are in the same region. When in different regions, a different key can be used. Next, a company's migrating an on-premises 10TB MySQL database to AWS. The company expects the database to quadruple in size and the business requirement is that replicate lag must be kept under 100 milliseconds, which Amazon RDS engine meets these requirements. Answer Amazon Aurora. Aurora cluster volumes automatically grow as the amount of data in your database increases. An Aurora cluster volume can grow to a maximum size of 128 tebabytes type E. Table size is limited to the size of the cluster volume. That is, the maximum table size for a table in an Aurora DB cluster is 64 type E. Aurora replicas are independent endpoints in an Aurora DB cluster, best used for scaling read operations and increasing availability. Up to 15 Aurora replicas can be distributed across the availability zones that a DB cluster spans within an AWS region. The DB cluster volume is made up of multiple copies of the data for the DB cluster. However, the data in the cluster volume is represented as a single, logical volume to the primary instance and to Aurora replicas in the DB cluster. As a result, all Aurora replicas return the same data for query results with minimal replica lag usually much less than 100 milliseconds after the primary instance have written an update. Replica lag varies depending on the rate of database change. That is, during periods where a large amount of write operations occur for the database, you might see an increase in replica lag. Next, a company is generating large datasets with millions of rows that must be summarized by column. Existing business intelligence tools will be used to build daily reports. Which storage service meets the requirements? Answer Amazon Redshift. Amazon Redshift is a fast, fully managed, petabyte scale data warehouse service that makes it simple and cost effective to efficiently analyze all your data using your existing business intelligence tools. It is optimized for data sets ranging from a few hundred gigabytes to a petabyte or more. Amazon Redshift uses columnar storage. Next. An Amazon CloudWatch alarm recently notified a solutions architect that the load on an Amazon DynamoDB table is getting close to the provision capacity for writes. The DynamoDB table is part of a two-tier customer-facing application and is configured using provision capacity. What will happen if the limit for the provision capacity for writes is reached? Answer the requests will be throttled and fail with an HTTP 400 code bad request and a provision throughput exceeded exception. Amazon DynamoDB can throttle requests that exceed the provision throughput for a table. When a request is throttled, it fails with an HTTP 400 code bad request and a provision throughput exceeded exception not a 503 or 200 status code. When using the provision capacity pricing model, DynamoDB does not automatically scale. DynamoDB can automatically scale when using the new on-demand capacity mode. However, this is not configured for this database. Next. One of the applications you manage on RDS uses the MySQL DB and has been suffering from performance issues. You would like to set up a reporting process that will perform queries on the database, but you're concerned that the extra load will further impact the performance of the DB and may lead to poor customer experience. What would be the best course of action to take so you can implement the reporting process? Answer deploy a read replica to set up a secondary read-only database instance. The reporting process will perform queries on the database, but not writes. Therefore, you can use a read replica which will provide a secondary read-only database and configure the reporting process to use the read replica.
Multi-AZE is used for implementing fault tolerance. With multi-AZE, you can fail over to a DB in another AZE within the region in the event of a failure of the primary DB. However, you can only read and write to the primary DB, so still need a read replica to offload the reporting job. Next, a new application you are designing will store data in an Amazon Aurora MySQL DB. You are looking for a way to enable interregion disaster recovery capabilities with fast replication and fast failover. Which of the following options is the best solution? Answer Use Amazon Aurora Global Database Amazon Aurora Global Database is designed for globally distributed applications, allowing a single Amazon Aurora database to span multiple AWS regions. It replicates your data with no impact on database performance, enables fast local reads with low latency in each region, and provides disaster recovery from region-wide outages. Aurora Global Database uses storage-based replication with typical latency of less than one second, using dedicated infrastructure that leaves your database fully available to serve application workloads. In the unlikely event of a regional degradation or outage, one of the secondary regions can be promoted to full read slash write capabilities in less than one minute. Next, an application running in an on-premise data center writes data to a MySQL database. A solutions architect is re-architecting the application and plans to move the database layer into the AWS cloud on Amazon RDS. The application layer will run in the on-premise data center. What must be done to connect the application to the RDS database via the internet? Select 2. Answer 1. Create a security group allowing access from the on-premise public IP to the RDS instance and assign to the RDS instance. 2. Choose to make the RDS instance publicly accessible and place it in a public subnet. When you create the RDS instance, you need to select the option to make it publicly accessible. A security group will need to be created and assigned to the RDS instance to allow access from the public IP address of your application or firewall. Next, a large multinational client has requested a design for a multi-region database. The master database will be in the EU Frankfurt region and databases. Will be in four other regions to service local read traffic. The database should be a managed service, including replication. The solution should be cost-effective and secure. Which AWS service can deliver these requirements? Answer RDS with cross-region read replicas. Amazon RDS read replicas are used for read-heavy DBs and replication is asynchronous. Read replicas are for workload sharing and offloading. Read replicas can be in another region uses asynchronous replication. This solution will enable better performance for users in the other AWS regions for database queries and as a managed service. Next. An application in a private submit needs to query data in an Amazon DynamoDB table. Use of the DynamoDB public endpoints must be avoided. What is the most efficient and secure method of enabling access to the table? Answer create a gateway VPC endpoint and add an entry to the route table. A VPC endpoint enables you to privately connect your VPC to supported AWS services and VPC endpoint services powered by AWS private link without requiring an internet gateway, NAT device, VPN connection, or AWS direct connect connection. Instances in your VPC do not require public IP addresses to communicate with resources in the service. Traffic between your VPC and the other service does not leave the Amazon network. With a gateway endpoint, you configure your route table to point to the endpoint. Amazon S3 and DynamoDB use gateway endpoints. Next, 
A company runs an application on premises that stores a large quantity of semi structured data using key value pairs. The application code will be migrated to AWS Lambda, and a highly scalable solution is required for storing the data. Which data store will be the best fit for these requirements? Answer Amazon DynamoDB. Amazon DynamoDB is a NoSQL database that stores data using key value pairs. It is ideal for storing large amounts of semi structured data and is also highly scalable. This is the best solution for storing this data based on the requirements in the scenario. Next, a company runs a web application that serves weather updates. The application runs on a fleet of Amazon eSQL instances in a multi AZ auto scaling group behind an application load balancer ALB. The instances store data in an Amazon Aurora database. A solutions architect needs to make the application more resilient to sporadic increases in request rates. Which architecture should the solutions architect implement? Select two. Answer one. Add an Amazon CloudFront distribution in front of the ALB and two. Add Amazon Aurora replicas. The architecture is already highly resilient, but they may be subject to performance degradation if there are sudden increases in request rates. To resolve the situation, Amazon Aurora read replicas can be used to serve read traffic which offloads requests from the main database. On the front end, an Amazon CloudFront distribution can be placed in front of the ALB, and this will cache content for better performance and offloads requests from the backend. Next, an insurance company has a web application that serves users in the United Kingdom and Australia. The application includes a database tier using a MySQL database hosted in the US too. The web tier runs from a US2 and app Southeast2. Amazon Route 53 Geo proximity routing is used to direct users to the closest web tier. It has been noted that Australian users receive slow response times to queries. Which changes should be made to the database tier to improve performance? Answer migrate the database to an Amazon Aurora Global Database in MySQL compatibility mode. Configure read replicas in app Southeast 2. The issue here is latency with read queries being directed from Australia to UK, which is great physical distance. A solution is required for improving read performance in Australia. An Aurora Global Database consists of one primary AWS region where your data is mastered and up to five read-only secondary AWS regions. Aurora replicates data to the secondary AWS regions with typical latency of under a second. U. Issue write operations directly to the primary DB instance in the primary AWS region. Next, a production application runs on an Amazon RDS MySQL DB instance. A solutions architect is building a new reporting tool that will access the same data. The reporting tool must be highly available and not impact the performance of the production application. How can this be achieved? Answer create a multi-AZ RDS read replica of the production RDS DB instance. You can create a read replica as a multi-AZ DB instance. Amazon RDS creates a standby of your replica in another availability zone for failover support for the replica. Creating your read replica as a multi-AZ DB instance is independent of whether the source database is a multi-AZ DB instance. Next, a new relational database is being deployed on AWS. The performance requirements are unknown. Which database service does not require you to make capacity decisions upfront? Answer Amazon Aurora Serverless. If you don't know the performance requirements, it will be difficult to determine the correct instance type to use. Amazon Aurora Serverless does not require you to make capacity decisions upfront as you do not select an instance type. 
As a serverless service, it will automatically scale as needed. Next, a company runs a business-critical application in the SE-SWAN region. The application uses an Amazon Aurora MySQL database cluster, which is 2TB in size. A solutions architect needs to determine a disaster recovery strategy for failover to the SYS2 region. The strategy must provide a recovery time objective RTO of 10 minutes and a recovery point objective RPO of 5 minutes. Which strategy will meet these requirements? Answer recreate the database as an Aurora global database with the primary DB cluster in SYS1 and a secondary DB cluster in SYS2. Use an Amazon Event Bridge rule that invokes an AWS Lambda function to promote the DB cluster in SYS2 when failure is detected. Amazon Aurora Global Database is designed for globally distributed applications, allowing a single Amazon Aurora database to span multiple AWS regions. It replicates your data with no impact on database performance, enables fast local reads with low latency in each region, and provides disaster recovery from region-wide outages. If your primary region suffers a performance degradation or outage, you can promote one of the secondary regions to take read-slash-write responsibilities. An Aurora cluster can recover in less than one minute even in the event of a complete regional outage. This provides your application with an effective recovery point objective RPO of one second and a recovery time objective RTO of less than one minute, providing a strong foundation for a global business continuity plan. Next. A company is creating a solution that must offer disaster recovery across multiple AWS regions. The solution requires a relational database that can support a recovery point objective RPO of one second and a recovery time objective RTO of one minute. Which AWS solution can achieve this? Answer Amazon Aurora Global Database. Aurora Global Database lets you easily scale database reads across the world and place your applications close to your users. Your applications enjoy quick data access regardless of the number and location of secondary regions with typical cross-region replication latencies below one second. If your primary region suffers a performance degradation or outage, you can promote one of the secondary regions to take read-slash-write responsibilities. An Aurora cluster can recover in less than one minute even in the event of a complete regional outage. This provides your application with an effective recovery point objective RPO of one second and a recovery time objective RTO of less than one minute, providing a strong foundation for a global business continuity plan. Next, a company hosts a serverless application on AWS. The application consists of Amazon API Gateway, AWS Lambda, and Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL. During times of peak traffic and when traffic spikes are experienced, the company Notices an increase in application errors caused by database connection timeouts. The company is looking for a solution that will reduce the number of application failures with the least amount of code changes. What should a solutions architect do to meet these requirements? Answer Enable an RDS proxy instance on your RDS database. Amazon RDS Proxy is a fully managed, highly available database proxy for Amazon Relational Database Service RDS that makes applications more scalable more resilient to database failures, and more secure. Amazon RDS Proxy allows applications to pull and share connections established with the database, improving database efficiency and application scalability. Amazon RDS Proxy can be enabled for most applications with no code changes, so the solution requires the least amount of code changes. Next, several workloads are being run in one AWS region by a rapidly growing retail company. 
A solutions architect must create disaster recovery plans that include different AWS regions. In the DR region, the company needs its database to be kept up to date with the lowest latency possible. Infrastructure in the DR region must run at reduced capacity and be capable of scaling up quickly when needed. Which solution will meet these requirements with the lowest possible recovery time objective RTO? Answer use an Amazon Aurora Global Database with a pilot light disaster recovery strategy. Amazon Aurora Global Databases span multiple AWS regions, enabling low-latency global reads and providing fast recovery from the rare outage that might affect an entire AWS region. An Aurora Global Database has a primary DB cluster in one region and up to five secondary DB clusters in different regions. You would also want to use a pilot light disaster recovery strategy as a pilot light approach minimizes the ongoing cost of disaster recovery by minimizing the active resources and simplifies recovery at the time of a disaster because the core infrastructure requirements are all in place. Next. An application runs on two eCPO instances and private submits split between two AZs. The application needs to connect to a CRM SAS application running on the internet. The vendor of the SAS application restricts authentication to a white list of source IP addresses and only two IP addresses can be configured per customer. What is the most appropriate and cost-effective solution to enable authentication to the SAS application? Answer configure NAT gateway for each AZ with an elastic IP address. In this scenario, you need to connect the EC2 instances to the SAS application with a source address of one of two whitelisted public IP addresses to ensure authentication works. A NAT gateway is created in a specific AZ and can have a single elastic IP address associated with it. NAT gateways are deployed in public subnets, and the route tables of the private subnets where the EC2 instances reside are configured to forward internet-bound traffic to the NAT gateway. You do pay for using a NAT gateway based on hourly usage and data processing. However, this is still a cost-effective solution. Next, a company is serving videos to their customers from a East one from an Amazon S3 bucket. The company's customers are located around the world and there is high demand during peak hours. Customers in Asia complain about slow download speeds during peak hours and customers in all locations have reported experiencing HTTP 500 errors. How can a solutions architect address the issues? Answer cache the web content using Amazon CloudFront and use all edge locations for content delivery. An edge location is the location where content is cached separate to AWS region slash AZs. Requests are automatically routed to the nearest edge location. Edge locations are not tied to availability zones or regions. Regional edge caches are located between origin web servers and global edge locations and have a larger cache. Regional edge caches have larger cache width than any individual edge location, so your objects remain in cache longer at these locations. Regional edge caches aim to get content closer to users. Proxy methods put slash post slash patch slash option slash delete go directly to the origin from the edge locations and do not proxy through regional edge caches. Dynamic content goes straight to the origin and does not flow through regional edge caches. Edge locations are not just read only, you can write to them too. Next. An on-premise data center will be connected to an Amazon VPC by a hardware VPN that is public and VPN-only subnets. The security team has requested that traffic hitting public subnets on AWS that's destined to on-premise applications must be directed over the VPN to the corporate firewall. How can this be achieved? 
Answer in the public subnet route table, add a route for your remote network and specify the virtual private gateway as the target. Route tables determine where network traffic is directed. In your route table, you must add a route for your remote network and specify the virtual private gateway as the target. This enables traffic from your VPC that's destined for your remote network to route via the virtual private gateway and over one of the VPN tunnels. You can enable route propagation for your route table to automatically propagate your network routes to the table for you. Next, a government agency is using CloudFront for a web application that receives personally identifiable information PII from citizens. What feature of CloudFront applies an extra level of encryption at CloudFront edge locations to ensure the PII data is secured end-to-end? -end? Answer field-level encryption. With Amazon CloudFront, you can enforce secure end-to-end -end connections to origin servers by using HTTPS. Field-level encryption adds an additional layer of security that lets you protect specific data throughout system processing so that only certain applications can see it. Field-level encryption allows you to enable your users to securely upload sensitive information to your web servers. The sensitive information provided by your users is encrypted at the edge close to the user and remains encrypted throughout your entire application stack. This encryption ensures that only applications that need the data and have the credentials to decrypt it are able to do so. Next, an Amazon EC2 instance has been launched into an Amazon VPC. A solutions architect needs to ensure that instances have both a private and public DNS host names. Assuming settings were not changed during creation of the VPC, how will DNS host names be assigned by default? Select 2. Answer 1. In a default VPC instances will be assigned a public and private DNS host name and 2. In a non-default VPC instances will be assigned a private but not a public DNS host name. When you launch an instance into a default VPC, we provide the instance with public and private DNS host names that correspond to the public IPv4 and private IPv4 addresses for the instance. When you launch an instance into a non-default VPC, we provide the instance with a private DNS host name and we might provide a public DNS host name depending on the DNS attributes you specify for the VPC and if your instance has a public IPv4 address. All other statements are incorrect with default settings. Next, a VPC has a fleet of eCDWO instances running in a private submit that need to connect to internet-based hosts using the IPv6 protocol. What needs to be configured to enable this connectivity? Answer an egress-only internet gateway. An egress-only internet gateway is a horizontally scaled, redundant, and highly available VPC component that allows outbound communication over IPv6 from instances in your VPC to the internet and prevents the internet from initiating an IPv6 connection with your instances. Next, a bespoke application consisting of three tiers is being deployed in a VPC. You need to create three security groups. You have configured the WebSG Web Server Security Group and now need to configure the AppSG Application Tier and DBSG Database Tier. The application runs on port 1030 and the database runs on 3306, which rules should be created according to security best practice. Select 2. Answer 1. On the AppSG Security Group, create a custom TCP rule for TCP 1030 and configure the WebSG Security Group as the source in 2. On the DBSG Security Group, create a custom TCP rule for TCP 3306 and configure the AppSG Security Group as the source. With security groups rules are always allow rules.
The best practice is to configure the source as another security group which is attached to the ECWO instances that traffic will come from. In this case, you need to configure a rule that allows TCP 1030 and configure the source as the web server security group WebSG. This allows traffic from the web servers to reach the application servers. You then need to allow communications on port 3306 MySQL slash Aurora from the app SG security group to enable access to the database from the application servers. Next, a solutions architect is designing a three-tier web application that includes an auto-scaling group of Amazon ECWO instances running behind an elastic load balancer. The security team requires that all web servers must be accessible only through the elastic load balancer and that none of the web servers are directly accessible from the internet. How should the architect meet these requirements? Answer configure the web tier security group to allow only traffic from the elastic load balancer. The web servers must be kept private so they will be not of public IP addresses. The ELB is internet-facing so it will be publicly accessible via its DNS address and corresponding public IP. To restrict web servers to be accessible only through the ELB, you can configure the web tier security group to allow only traffic from the ELB. You would normally do this by adding the ELB security group to the rule on the web tier security group. Next. A solutions architect has been tasked with designing a highly resilient hybrid cloud architecture connecting an on-premises data center in AWS. The network should include AWS Direct Connect DX, which DX configuration offers the highest resiliency. Answer configure DX connections at multiple DX locations. The most resilient solution is to configure DX connections at multiple DX locations. This ensures that any issues impacting a single DX location do not affect availability of the network connectivity to AWS. Take note of the following AWS recommendations for resiliency. AWS recommends connecting from multiple data centers for physical location redundancy. When designing remote connections, consider using redundant hardware and telecommunications providers. Additionally, it is a best practice to use dynamically routed active-slash-active connections for automatic load balancing and failover across redundant network connections. Provision sufficient network capacity to ensure that the failure of one network connection does not overwhelm and degrade redundant connections. Next. A company runs a number of core enterprise applications in an on-premises data center. The data center is connected to an Amazon VPC using AWS Direct Connect. The company will be creating additional AWS accounts, and these accounts will also need to be quickly and cost-effectively connected to the on-premises data center in order to access the core applications. What deployment changes should a solutions architect implement to meet these requirements with the least operational overhead? Answer configure AWS Transit Gateway between the accounts. Assign direct connect to the transit gateway and route network traffic to the on-premises servers. AWS Transit Gateway connects VPCs and on-premises networks through a central hub. With AWS Transit Gateway, you can quickly add Amazon VPCs, AWS accounts, VPN capacity, or AWS Direct Connect gateways to meet unexpected demand without having to wrestle with complex connections or massive routing tables. This is the operationally least complex solution and is also cost-effective. Next, a new application is to be published in multiple regions around the world. The architect needs to ensure only two IP addresses need to be whitelisted. The solution should intelligently route traffic for lowest latency and provide fast regional failover. How can this be achieved? 
Answer launch eSQL instances into multiple regions behind an NLB and use AWS Global Accelerator. AWS Global Accelerator uses the vast, congestion-free AWS Global Network to route TCP and UDP traffic to a healthy application endpoint in the closest AWS region to the user. This means it will intelligently route traffic to the closest point of presence, reducing latency. Seamless failover is ensured as AWS Global Accelerator uses Anycast IP address, which means the IP does not change when failing over between regions, so there are no issues with client caches having incorrect entries that need to expire. Next. A company wishes to restrict access to their Amazon DynamoDB table to specific, private source IP addresses from their VPC. What should be done to secure access to the table? Answer create a gateway VPC endpoint and add an entry to the route table. There are two different types of VPC endpoint, interface endpoint, and gateway endpoint. With an interface endpoint, you use an ENI in the VPC. With a gateway endpoint, you configure your route table to point to the endpoint. Amazon S3 and DynamoDB use gateway endpoints. This solution means that all traffic will go through the VPC endpoint straight to DynamoDB using private IP addresses. Next, a web application is deployed in multiple regions behind an ELB application load balancer. You need deterministic routing to the closest region and automatic failover. Traffic should traverse the AWS global network for consistent performance. How can this be achieved? Answer configure AWS Global Accelerator and configure the ALBs as targets. AWS Global Accelerator is a service that improves the availability and performance of applications with local or global users. You can configure the ALB as a target and Global Accelerator will automatically route users to the closest point of presence. Failover is automatic and does not rely on any client-side cache changes as the IP addresses for Global Accelerator are static anycast addresses. Global Accelerator also uses the AWS Global Network, which ensures consistent performance. Next, an application is running on Amazon eSQL behind an Elastic Load Balancer ELB. Content is being published using Amazon CloudFront, and you need to restrict the ability for users to circumvent CloudFront and access the content directly through the ELB. How can you configure this solution? Answer create a VPC security group for the ELB and use AWS Lambda to automatically update the CloudFront internal service IP addresses when they change. The only way to get this working is by using a VPC security group for the ELB that is configured to allow only the internal service IP ranges associated with CloudFront. As these are updated from time to time, you can use AWS Lambda to automatically update the addresses. This is done using a trigger that is triggered when AWS issues an SNS topic update when the addresses are changed. Next, a VPG is used to set up an AWS VPN, which you can use in combination with Direct Connect to encrypt all data that traverses the Direct Connect link. This combination provides a nice sec-encrypted private connection that also reduces network costs, increases bandwidth throughput, and provides a more consistent network experience than internet-based VPN connections. Answer set up a virtual private gateway VPG. A VPG is used to set up an AWS VPN, which you can use in combination with Direct Connect to encrypt all data that traverses the Direct Connect link. This combination provides a nice sec-encrypted private connection that also reduces network costs, increases bandwidth throughput, and provides a more consistent network experience than internet-based VPN connections. Next, 
Developers regularly create and update CloudFormation stacks using API calls. For security reasons, you need to ensure that users are restricted to a specified template. How can this be achieved? Answer create an IAM policy with a condition, template URL parameter. The CloudFormation template URL lets you specify where the CloudFormation template for a stack action, such as create or update, resides and enforce that it be used. Next, an application uses a combination of reserved and on-demand instances to handle typical load. The application involves performing analytics on a set of data. A solutions architect needs to temporarily deploy a large number of eSQL instances. The instances must be available for a short period of time until the analytics job is completed. If job completion is not time critical, what is likely to be the most cost-effective choice of eSQL instance type to use for this requirement? Answer use spot instances. The key requirements here are that you need to temporarily deploy a large number of instances, can tolerate and delay not time critical, and need the most economical solution. In this case, spot instances are likely to be the most economical solution. You must be able to tolerate delays if using spot instances as if the market price increases your instances will be terminated and you may have to wait for the price to lower back to your budgeted allowance. Next. An application stack is being created which needs a message bus to decouple the application components from each other. The application will generate up to 300 messages per second without using batching. A solutions architect needs to ensure that a message is delivered only once and duplicates are not introduced into the queue. It is not necessary to maintain the order of the messages. Answer FIFO queues. The key fact you need to consider here is that duplicate messages cannot be introduced into the queue. For this reason alone, you must use a FIFO queue. The statement about it not being necessary to maintain the order of the messages is meant to confuse you, as that might lead you to think you can use a standard queue, but standard queues don't guarantee that duplicates are not introduced into the queue. FIFO first and first out queues preserve the exact order in which messages are sent and receive note that this is not required in the question but exactly once processing is. FIFO queues provide exactly once processing, which means that each message is delivered once and remains available until a consumer processes it and deletes it. Next, the development team in your company has created a new application that you plan to deploy on AWS, which runs multiple components in Docker containers. You would prefer to use AWS managed infrastructure for running the containers as you do not want to manage eSQL instances. Which of the below solution options would deliver these requirements? Select two. Answer one. Use the Elastic Container Service ECS with the Fargate launch type and two. Put your container images in the Elastic Container Registry ECR. If you do not want to manage eSQL instances, you must use the AWS Fargate launch type, which is a serverless infrastructure managed by AWS. Fargate only supports container images hosted on Elastic Container Registry ECR or Docker Hub. Next, a solutions architect has deployed an application on several Amazon eSQL instances across three private subnets. The application must be made accessible to internet-based clients with the least amount of administrative effort. How can the solutions architect make the application available on the internet? Answer create an application load balancer and associate three public subnets from the same availability zones as the private instances. Add the private instances to the ALB. To make the application instances accessible on the internet, the solutions architect needs to place them behind an internet-facing elastic load balancer. 
The way you add instances and private subnets to a public-facing ELB is to add public subnets in the same AZs as the private subnets to the ELB. You can then add the instances and to the ELB, and they will become targets for load balancing. Next, an application that runs a computational fluid dynamics workload uses a tightly coupled HPC architecture that uses the MPI protocol and runs across many nodes. A service-managed deployment is required to minimize operational overhead, which deployment option is most suitable for provisioning and managing the resources required for this use case. Answer use AWS Batch to deploy a multi-node parallel job. AWS Batch multi-node parallel jobs enable you to run single jobs that span multiple Amazon eSQL instances. With AWS Batch multi-node parallel jobs, you can run large-scale, tightly coupled high-performance computing applications and distributed GPU model training without the need to launch, configure, and manage Amazon eSQL resources directly. An AWS Batch multi-node parallel job is compatible with any framework that supports IP-based internode communication, such as Apache MXNet TensorFlow CAF2 or Message Passing Interface MPI. This is the most efficient approach to deploy the resources required and supports the application requirements most effectively. Next, a solutions architect is designing a web application that runs on Amazon eSQL instances behind an elastic load balancer. All data in transit must be encrypted. Which solution options meet the encryption requirement? Select 2. Answer 1. Use an application load balancer ALB with an HTTPS listener. Then install SSL certificates on the ALB and eSQL instances. And 2. Use a network load balancer NLB with a TCP listener. Then terminate SSL on eSQL instances. Next. A solutions architect just completed the implementation of a two-tier web application for a client. The application uses Amazon eSQL instances, Amazon ELB, and auto-scaling across two subnets. After deployment, the solutions architect noticed that only one subnet has eSQL instances running in it. What might be the cause of this situation? Answer the auto-scaling group has not been configured with multiple subnets. You can specify which subnets auto-scaling will launch new instances into. Auto-scaling will try to distribute eSQL instances evenly across AZs. If only one subnet has eSQL instances running in it, the first thing to check is that you have added all relevant subnets to the configuration. Next, a company needs to capture detailed information about all HTTP requests that are processed by their internet-facing application load balancer ALB. The company requires information on the requester, IP address, and request type for analyzing traffic patterns to better understand their customer base. Which action should a solutions architect recommend? Answer Enable Access Logs and store the data on S3. You can enable access logs on the ALB and this will provide the information required including requester, IP, and request type. Access logs are not enabled by default. You can optionally store and retain the log files on S3. Next, a solutions architect attempted to restart a stopped eSQL instance and it immediately changed from a pending state to a terminated state. What are the most likely explanations? Select 2. Answer 1. You've reached your EBS volume limit and 2. An EBS snapshot is corrupt. The following are a few reasons why an instance might immediately terminate. You've reached your EBS volume limit. An EBS snapshot is corrupt. The root EBS volume is encrypted and you do not have permissions to access the KMS key for decryption. The instance store-backed AMI that you use to launch the instance is missing a required part and image part. Roman 20 file.